You got your vintage monster, Mike? Yes, my Ultra Rosa. A rosé? Maybe it's rosé? What? Like a, like wine? That's why I said it was vintage. I was trying to... It's uh, oh. Ultra Rosa. It's the pink cans. Those are those, and the, the watermelon ones are oof, better than the sugar-filled ones. There's a watermelon. I don't... I... My monster knowledge is so weak. I know that ginger one I had one time was good. Well, they, uh, they're they really doing well with their sugar-free uh, monsters, even though it's filled with cancer, like to the brim. But, you know, they taste really good. So, Yay! I'm spending my time trying to find a pop filter that matches the rest of my setup. Oh. This... This red one is not cutting it, Mike. It, it's clearly standing out from the rest of my setup here. Man, I, I feel that's that's a huge problem to have in your life. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that feels better. Spine. Oh, did you guys hear that? Yeah, I did. Oh, that, was that was my back. That was awesome. Oh, fuck. I must crunch. Oh, that is so satisfying. <laughs> I've got a buddy it's of mine. I've got a buddy of mine who comes around and he has a habit of cracking all of his bones in his back and his neck. Yeah, and his hands. And oddly enough, I gross him out by clicking my thumbs. By clicking your thumbs, why you crack your thumb knuckles? I do. Ew! What well. is that? Ew! That was my thing. That was my thumb. Val does this thing with her jaw that she continuously can crack it, and it just grosses me out. Oh, that, like, I, I've i cracked my jaw multiple, you know, many times. Like, if I yawn too hard or, you know, whatever, I do something stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it hurts, man. Like, fuck that. This doesn't hurt. Okay. Ugh. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <That> stop that. <laughs> when you get, like, that good crack, though, like, oh, my God. See every time, every time someone takes the Mickey or takes the piss out of me, I'm just going to do this. All right, just push you the fuck out. Yeah, that'll show us. Yeah, <laughs> shut you up. Bag now. Oh, the other day I had like just this horrible stomach ache, like you know, down lower than your stomach, like you could tell it's some intestinal discomfort, and I'm laying there in bed like. And all of a sudden, I ripped just the loudest fart, and I felt so good. Like, the kind of fart that you're, you you almost get out of breath from taking it. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, God, that's better. Elisa wasn't as pleased as I was, though. I've been, uh, since I've been eating so healthy, I didn't eat healthy last weekend because it was my birthday. And, man, Val and I got pizza, and I just, I was ripping up that entire place she just got a new apartment and i was just breaking it in for breaking that in (laughs) (laughs) oh shit christening your friend's new home yeah i've done it numerous times i did i i took a shit in a friend's house um and apparently it stunk so bad they had to sugar soak the walls to get it clean yeah some kind of like chemical thing over here that involves a lot of sugar and chemicals. 
Only the British would wipe sugar on their walls. Yeah, well, we're weird like that. Yeah. At least we I... don't put salt in everything. I've made oh, my no, buddy we salt everything twice by throw, uh, by farting. Was one of them Val? No. It was, it, unfortunately, it was both my one. No, actually, was it Val? One of them may have been Val. The other one, yeah, was my buddy Scott. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, poor Scott. I just kept doing it. We were on vacation in Missouri visiting my buddy in the Army. And uh, I just I wouldn't let up. it's on purpose and i peed on his toothbrush by accident (laughs) oh my god (laughs) well this was uh, this was let's see this was like 10 11 years ago (laughs) how much drink had you had at this point none i was sober really yeah because we went with somebody who i didn't like i hated this guy and i was like I was going up to my buddy Scott and his friend, and I was like, Scott, I'm like, I just pissed on this guy's toothbrush. I fucking hated him. And uh, I'm like, I pissed on his blue toothbrush. And Scott was like, what do you mean it's blue? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's mine. I'm like, oh. So I had to buy him another one. <laughs> I was going to say, common sense would have been you'd have pissed on the guy you didn't like toothbrush. Yeah, that's what, that's what I meant to do, but I, I mixed them up, you know. Got him. Easily done. And then, yeah. And then I, I haven't been as shitty since because I know karma would just immediately fuck me in my ass. So mm-hmm. that's my story. And I'm going to cut it, so as soon as you say, that's my story, it's going to start right up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we are back. I feel like it's been, like, forever. It has been. Maybe just because that episode was, like, six hours long that we did. What episode was six hours long? The fucking 100th episode. It was over three hours. (laughs) Really? Yes. Didn't say man. Oh man. I did towards the end. It was getting a little little rough. I thought it was hilarious the whole that time. That was great. It was funny. But towards like the two and a half hour mark, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> what were we doing last time? Fuck's sake, I can't remember. It was the hundredth episode. Um, I think, right? It was. This is one on one. Whoa, holy shit. The special. All right, this is going to be the re recording because... of the Alien franchise. Yes. <laughs> That's because we are special. <laughs> the Dribbly bus special, or short bus special, you know, because that's us. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode number 101. 
Uh, on the podcast, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. We're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach out to the podcast, the Gmail is AllYouNeedIsBloodPod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Instagram account, All You Need Is Blood Podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. <laughs> Just type in All You Need Is Blood and subscribe. <laughs> I held it in there in the end just to interrupt you again. Perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. And joining me as always are my co-hosts, Mike Whittemore and Shane Smith. Mike, how are your intestines doing after that burp? Pretty well. Excellent. Shane, how are you today? My intestines are fine. I had a really good fart earlier on and it was so lengthy and... It definitely had a little bit of flesh in there. I think um, it was. It Did you right. have to sugar soap your pants? <laughs> no, I was on the toilet when it happened, so it was very echoey. <laughs> I like how you said when it happened. It's like all dramatic. Yeah, and, and then it happened. <laughs> it happened, and then it. <clears throat> and that was it. You know, it was kind of epic, and it felt great. That's all that matters. Oh yeah. yeah. Intestinal you gotta gas love a satisfying always, part. Yeah, intestinal gas release is always a winner. But and <laughs> elching also. Of course. Oh, all right, boys. So since we've recorded our one hundredth episode, what has been going on since? Anything uh, interesting? Any news, movies, comics, games, anything you've been getting into, Mike? Uh well I've been playing AC Valhalla on my Xbox, which is one of the buggiest games I've ever played in my life. But at the same time, it's a blast. Yeah, but uh, isn't that, like, necessary for an Assassin's Creed? It has to be, like, a buggy mess? See, Assassin's Creed uh, Odyssey, which was the last one, that was my first Assassin's Creed, because I purposely avoided them, because I heard how buggy they were. But I put 165 hours into Odyssey, even though I, like, only thought the game was okay, <laughs> if that makes any sense. I don't even like this, but I'm going to keep playing it. <laughs> like, I, I liked it. The story was awesome. Uh, but the AC Valhalla one's even better, in my opinion. It takes place with, like, Vikings and stuff. It's it's really fun. But at the same time, I'm saving, like, every ten minutes because I feel like it's just going to crash into my desk and my, uh, my home screen. Uh, other than that, um, I've just been working out every day still. I'm... Uh, going to school. Um, I've been watching more uh, documentaries, those shitty Netflix documentaries. Mm-hmm. I watched one on uh, the Elisa Lamb case. Did you guys check that out at all? Elisa Lamb, run that by me. What, which one was that? It was that video that's circulating back in 2013 of that uh, Asian woman in the elevator who was freaking everybody out. Oh, I saw the the Netflix preview of that, but I did not watch it. Yeah, the the, the documentary is really good, uh, and it you know I learned a lot. It's people were calling it like paranormal because the elevator door was staying open and she was acting insane. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's nothing paranormal. The only thing I didn't like about it is they're, they're like giving these web sleuths, these people, who all they do is just like follow the Elisa Lamb case, like that was their day. And they give them, like, a spotlight in the documentary, like, a very prominent one. And I was confused because I don't care about what any of these people have to say. (laughs) Like, even a little bit. One guy guy legit said that he was so upset about Elisa Lamb 
before the the uh, FBI and the cops released what actually happened to her, he said how upset he was. He couldn't sleep, and uh, after the whole fact, after they found anything, he he said that uh, he had one of his friends go to her grave and put his hand on her grave. Oh I'm, my god! I'm like, dude, you suck as a person. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also watch. If man. I got it IMDb because I don't know the exact name. But if you want to hate your life and if you want to hate the human race any more than you probably already do if you're listening to us, then watch American Murder, The Family Next Door. It's on Netflix. Oh, I have that on my list. Uh, I just Man, it's, it's about uh, like a 34-year-old woman and her two young daughters disappear in Colorado. And it's like a documentary about it. Oh man, uh, I don't. I don't have kids. I don't want kids. But I, I want to have a kid just so I can take care of it better <laughs> than really shitty people. <laughs> you want to have someone else's kid? Yeah, because a- animals and little <laughs> have somebody else's kid. <laughs> animals and kids for me are so innocent. And even though I don't like kids, they're innocent, and I just fill up with rage when I see somebody. In mistreating them, and that <laughs> that documentary, man, oof, that got me going. Is it as bad as that one? Um, oh shit, I don't remember the name of it. It was this guy who like uh, moved in with this family, and they thought he was like a really good person and a good friend, and he was just like raping this little girl for years, Same. and like kidnapped her, and then had her like she's. 10 or 11 years old and he and he got married to her somewhere and then like had her stashed in mexico or something oh it's a crazy documentary i would say Gross. the stuff in this documentary is just i and, oh, man it just hit me hard and i don't even have kids so i don't know even know why it even hit me hard me i don't know but it's it's pretty rough but uh <laughs> other than that yourself uh, yeah other than that uh i've just been still buying records and and uh, living, living the dream, you know? Nice. How about you, Shane? Anything good? Um, I pre-ordered the 29th anniversary edition of Shakespeare's Sister, Hormonally Yours, on CD and vinyl last week. And that turned up on Thursday. Um, vinyl is limited edition. And it's um, a crystal clear blue vinyl, which is actually really nice. Um, <clears throat> it's an album I've had for years over various formats and now they've re-released it i thought i'll have that so that was really cool um miles sent me a cd which i've oh boy. not listened to yet it's by drb and the cd is called pretty things and he described it as kind of like gothic industrial synth wave so he said it possibly could well be up my street um so I will give that a listen at some point, and I will get back to Miles on that one, and let him know <laughs> if it was a waste of time or if it was actually any good. Oh um, my god! Just tell him it was shit anyway. Even if you like it, just be like, "That's <laughs> <laughs> that the worst it. shit I've ever heard in my life." <laughs> um, oh, actually, Miles. I had somebody send me send me CDs before, and they uh, he was a Twitter follower. And it was really funny because he was like, oh, yeah, I do music. I was like, all right, send me some stuff. I'll, I'll review it. Oh, my God, Shane. No, it, it, it was actually, it was quite funny because I listened to it and I was like, oh, my fucking God, what the hell is this shit? 
And I turned around and basically said to him in no uncertain terms, yeah, sorry, man, that, that wasn't really my bag. And then he got really defensive and thought, I spent my money on his sending that to you. You know, I really trusted you. I was like, oh, fucking get over yourself. Well, I mean, you got to be honest, right? Well, yeah. You know, I just turned around and said, it. I just thought it was shit. It wasn't yeah. really my bag. And I, I apologize that you wasted your time. The funny thing was, he sent me all these postcards, <laughs> poster, all this paraphernalia to oh go with God. like a press kit. You know, and I was like, hang on, are you really expecting me to review this, you know, with all this fucking, all this shit just to sweeten the deal? And I was like, no, sorry, it doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. I'm still laughing. You're like, I'm sorry that you wasted all of this time. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. So send all your music to review right to Shane. Yeah, send that, and I'll tell you what I think of it, whether I think it's shit or mediocre. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, it would be even funnier if you actually did a review and was like, this is terrible, I hate this. And then the guy would be horribly crushed because you put it out there. What would be really funny is that I should do it on the podcast as well, just have like Shane's music, new music corner. And, you know, it's just like, this is all horror related and send all your horror related movies and CDs and stuff to Shane to listen to and watch. And let Shane give you the... Um, the ultimate fucking put down when it comes to your music and he'll tell you how shit it actually is. Oh, I'm sure they'll they'll be filling up your mailbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. I can, <laughs> I can, I can, I can line it up at the post right now. I can hear a pin drop as I speak. Um, <laughs> but actually come to me come into come uh, come to think of it with, regarding music. I just have a come really funny idea about getting somebody to remix the intro theme tune for the podcast. Shane, I mixed that myself. How dare you? <laughs> See, Shane is telling shit. you. This, you... This, is, this is Shane's first job. He's telling you that your music is shit. So he's... Yeah. <laughs> Brian, you suck. <laughs> this is his first review. You hit it. You hit it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shane reviews the podcast intro. F. <laughs> It fucking sucks. It sounds dated. Someone needs to reboot it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Oh fuck. That's hilarious. Oh shame, I forgot. I watched Dead Set. Right? It was good. Right? I liked it. Good. That's all I gotta say. Excellent. See, I think oh, man. one of my favorite scenes in that is when like basically the zombies just take over the house at the end. Yeah, I was I was expecting a. Uh, it's over like ten years old. Who cares? But I was expecting a, a, a happy ending, and I was delighted to find that there wasn't one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. This ended horribly. Oh, for these it people. ended how it should. The zombie apocalypse should end. Do you know what I thought was really cool about it though? It was just just the fact that they all knew it was going down. They all knew yeah. they were going to die, and they all knew. They were going to get fucking eaten, but it was just, I just got such a feeling of exhilaration seeing those zombies just burst in and just fucking take the whole lot out. Yeah, I thought that it was, was awesome. It was good tension, like, building up to that, because they had that giant, like, window. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, something's going to happen. The uh, the format you watched, Mike, was it split up into the different episodes, or was it kind of one big chunk? It was split It was on Netflix, so it was split up. Oh, all right, cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot it's on there. 
Yeah, I, was, I passed it up so many times, and I, you know, I just took your advice, and yeah, I liked it a lot. I'm, I was surprised how short it was, but I, I like that a lot too. Yeah, I think because the first episode, because when it was released in the UK, it was obviously in the episodic format. So the first out, the first episode was an hour, and all the subsequent episodes were like twenty-five minutes each. And um, the way they did it, because they did it over five nights leading up to and including Halloween. And it was like the last episode was on Halloween and it was like everyone was like, oh, yeah, what are you doing for Halloween? I'm watching Dead Set, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and, cool. and then literally, I think the following Monday, I had it on DVD because they obviously put it out on the TV and they already had the DVDs all set up and ready to go out for sale. And I got it, and then I sat there and watched it, because the DVD itself has got so many extras on it, and you've got the two options of watching it episodic, or you could watch it as a film. Oh, that's awesome. So um, you do have that option, plus there's so many references to George Romero's films in that as well, throughout that, littered throughout the whole thing. And, um, you know, there's... There's quite a lot of like making of features on the on the DVD. Actually, Mike, come to think of it, I still have a copy of that for you. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah, I got you a copy a couple of years ago, and I just completely forgot to fucking send it to you. Sweet, send it to him. He'll he'll review it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like speaking of zombies, and right before we get to what Ryan's up to, because I know you're eager, Ryan. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'm chopping at the bit. I just don't want to forget that, um, and I, I already made a post about this, but it's a big deal. Stubbs the Zombie, a 2005 oh, Xbox exclusive game, is yeah. getting remastered. And there's a collector's edition out. So you all need to pre-order that. That is like $90. It's 169 Oh, my God. But... <laughs> Well, you know, I, I won't be pre-ordering it, but I do have an original copy of that on the Xbox. Yeah, so do I, and it's going for a ton of money. And um, the game's a blast. I've talked about it before in the past episode. But uh, the, there's no physical edition out now, but it only comes in the collector's edition. There's like a physical copy of the game. It's getting remastered. Yeah. It comes with a statue of Stubbs. What got me is it comes with a vinyl soundtrack, which I just bought on CD a couple months ago. Now it comes with a vinyl. Uh, it comes with a gut grenade, plushie. It comes with a Zippo, posters, Ooh. a brochure for 160 bucks. I don't have the money, but I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, the funny uh, thing is, right? I mean, the Zippo you could probably pick up for about 20 bucks anyway. Yeah. Probably even less. That's that vinyl, thirty bucks easily with shipping. So that's fifty right there. Yeah, you know, I'm sure other things add up too. But it's on for PlayStation Four or PlayStation Four, I believe, or Five. I don't know. And Switch, so you can get it for any any system you like. Oh, it's not on like the Xbox or it, that's weird. It's not on Xbox. No, it is. It's on. I'm saying it's on for everything. Oh, oh, oh! I got confused. I thought you said it was just those two. So I was going to say, that's crazy. It came yeah, out for... <laughs> yeah, initially it was an Xbox exclusive, and now it's yeah. hopping to everything else, which is good, because the game's a blast. It's so much fun. See, I'd be interested in just the vinyl soundtrack as well. Yeah, I, I was telling my buddy, 
And he told me like just like a week and a half ago. He's like, if they make a collector's edition, I am buying it. He's like, I don't care how expensive it is. He's like, I am oh, buying gosh. it because it's one of our favorite <laughs> games for last fifteen years. And uh, it's man. And then they now I'm like, hey, I'm like Luke, do you have do you have 150 dollars to spare? He's like, why? And I'm like, I showed it to him. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. Excellent. <clears throat> But yeah, I mean, other than me buying music and stuff, uh, just been watching a few films and, you know, entertaining myself as as I do. And actually entertaining Ziggy. Um, today, Ziggy was gracious enough to let me take some photographs of him. Ooh. Yeah, nice which I have posted on my social media. And he actually looks really cute in these photos. What was that? Oh, I didn't know if you guys picked that up. I (laughs) 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 Oh, man. All right. All right. Well, let's get to mine. Let me drag this podcast down a little bit. Um, Recently, I did lose uh, Butter, um, my dog we've had forever. She was old and, uh, you know, wasn't doing too well and just took a turn for the worse. So, rest in peace, Butter. We're going to miss her. More, more famous for having what Mike would describe as a fake dog bark. Because it sounds, <laughs> it's too consistent. It sounded exactly the same every t- every single time. <laughs> My favorite is when you would always yell, Butter! Like, real loud. You're like, Butter! <laughs> yeah, this episode's for Butter. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm sure she'll love it. Oh, but other than that, I've been doing some other stuff. Um, I had said I wanted to increase my reading output this year because I like read one book last year, and uh, that's pathetic. So I already read the entirety of The Shining, um, which was excellent. I've never read that before. Um, so that was really good. And then I watched the TV movie version, which was garbage, even though it was very close to the book. So... Yeah, yeah, it was very similar to the book, but it just wasn't good. And, like, the little kid's face in it, he can't close his lips. His teeth are too big. So, like, so his lips are constantly open, and all you're seeing is these huge teeth sticking out of him. It's so distracting. I couldn't pay attention to anything else in the movie. I didn't even know what was happening. That's what we call teeth. Oh. Um, so that, uh, and I, I did start reading it, uh, but I put that on hold... Um, so I could pick up a different book. It came from the video aisle, which is a history of Full Moon for a future episode. Um, so that's going pretty good. I enjoy that book a lot. It just sort of goes into the whole, like, Charles Band, you know, starting Full Moon from the beginning and, you know, working its way through. I'm not sure when the book ends, but it's probably somewhere in the 2000s, late 2000s, somewhere around there. So, uh... Hmm. Pretty good. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, I watched the first two Hobbit films. And my god, they are so what? fucking boring. Yeah, oh, they're bad. I, I was saying, why? I, 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 I don't know. I was like, oh, I never saw these. And I'm like, I should probably watch these because I had like an itch to watch Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch the Hobbit movies, you know, and then work my way into it. And just... That's so weird, dude. I've been having an itch to watch Lord of the Rings yeah. again, too. <laughs> I, I just, I'm like, well, I better watch The Hobbits, because I'm never going to watch them again if I don't. And then, like, the first one wasn't bad. I actually enjoyed it. And then the second one was so fucking long, and the entire movie is, 
Okay, run from this, and then here's an elaborate chasing with a bunch of crazy CGI bullshit. Okay, we're out of that scenario, now we're captured, now we're escaping from this, and there's a huge CGI chasing with a bunch of elaborate bullshit. Okay, we made it out of that, and now we're into this, and now there's a huge CGI chasing with a bunch of elaborate bullshit. Like, the movie just went nowhere, just constantly repeating the same thing over and over. I fell asleep last night watching it, I got up this morning and finished it, and I was just like, ugh. So I can't wait to watch the third one. It's going to be great. I like Benedict uh, <laughs> Cucumber Patch in there, though. Uh, what's he, the dragon? Yeah, he's... Um, the, Smaug. Uh, Smaug. Smaug. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> like, the names in these movies... So this morning, Elisa and I, we had watched two of the films, right? I said, okay, Elisa, name one of the 13 dwarves... <laughs> That are, that are featured in the movies. And we couldn't come up with one. We didn't have a single one. We're like, well, there's the fat guy. And then there's, like, the leader guy. And then there's the guy with the big nose, who's the old guy. And I don't know. I don't know any of their names. Like, <laughs> like the, all the... Isn't one Gimli? Or is no, that that's in Lord of the Rings. Like, I know all those. I know, like, you know, Gimli and Legolas and, like, all those things. And, like, I don't know. But nothing stood out for me in that in these movies. Nick, Nick Frost from the Cornetto trilogy played one of the dwarves in that. In what? <laughs> um, the Hobbit. What really? Yeah, oh, I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, that's called clever. Well, that's why uh, what's his face didn't return. Uh... <laughs> the, the one, one guy, guy. Uh, 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 using history of violence. History, history. Viggo oh. Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen. He didn't return because he didn't like Peter Jackson's switch to CGI. Oh, um, well, why would he be in it anyway? I think they asked him to be in it, and he I mean, said it's supposed no. to take place like whatever. Is he a human? Yeah, he's though? A human, or is he one? Of... Oh, so maybe I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I don't know what I read then. I don't... What did I, I don't read? know what you read, Mike. <laughs> it had what's his face, um, uh, Frodo in the beginning of the first one. Yeah, it did. Oh. But it was just like a little intro scene type of thing. Like, hey, everybody, remember the Lord of the Rings? <laughs> remember this guy? <laughs> oh man. So yeah, uh, I think that's about it. I've been playing some games recently. I don't know. I'm still playing Tony Hawk, just chugging away. Like. It, what I love oh, wow. about that game, Mike, is like one of my favorite things about like a lot of games. I can pick it up and play for twenty minutes, and then just be like, "Great, that's it for now. See you later." You know, I don't have to like worry about beating a boss or getting to a checkpoint or whatever. It's one of those just like quick pick up, play, and then put it down again type things. So I've been doing that, and then and then the other you. night, uh, I don't know why I just I started playing Bloodborne again, and I completely forgot how to play the entire game. <laughs> it was. That's why I don't go back to games. Like, if I haven't played it in a while, I just let oh, it Oh, I'm like, why am I so bad at this? Like, I'm getting my ass kicked. I, and then, you know, as you slowly play, you're like, oh, right. I got to use, like, the weapon transformations and not just swing it around. Forgot. In other news, we had some, um, there were a few celebrity deaths. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Are, are, are we in news? Now we are. Okay, Shane, go ahead. 
Right, well, we had Dustin Diamond kicked it. Um, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was quite sad actually because he was only forty four and he was he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer like four weeks ago, five weeks ago, and basically just fucking killed him. Um, mm. Rush Limbaugh, he kicked it. Larry who, Flynn, who gives a shit about Rush? Limbaugh. Wait, Larry Flint died. Wait, yeah. Larry Flint was alive. I thought Larry Flint died yeah. before. So did I. What? Um, Are you serious? Yeah. Chris... I gotta Google that. Yeah. I know. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. February 10th. Oh, wow. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I can't believe that he was still alive. I thought he's been dead. I know. Yeah. I thought maybe he was resurrected. He comes back that in movie. the sequel. That movie, yeah. The People versus Larry Flint, was awesome. Yeah, um, Christopher Plummer, um, he passed away. He he's actually quite well known in horror circles as well because uh, he was in he had a role in Dracula two thousand, or as it was known in the UK, Dracula two thousand and one. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, who who else? Oh, Cloris Leachman. She was. Um, in Young Frankenstein, Mary Tyler Moore Show, and more recently in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Mm. Uh, she passed away on January 27th. How whole... And um, what was that movie, the Broken Lizard movie, uh, with the beer? Beer uh, Fest. Beer Fest, She was yes. great gam gam. <laughs> great gam gam. That movie is so fucking underrated, it's not even funny. Um, and so, oh. Hal Holbrook passed away. Um, he... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was in um, The Fog and um, Escape from New York, I believe. And you know, uh, Creep Show, too. Creep Show, yeah. He was great in Creep Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so John Carpenter actually posted up a really nice um, memoriam piece for him on his site and on his social media, which was really cool. Mm. Um, Larry King, he's kicked it. He's been dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> that was just his corpse. Seriously. <laughs> being dragged around. <laughs> Pretty sure he was a zombie. Yeah. Oh, and Phil Spector. It all went, it all went a bit bit of Phil Spector for him. Um, but he died in prison. Um, as well as being a, a, a murderer. He was also a music producer from the 60s and 70s. And just letting you know, if you ever wonder why we brought up Larry King on a horror podcast, like he was in Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. How was he? Yes. What? Yes. Really? He had a very, very like a five second <laughs> role. It's stupid. Larry King, famous for playing Larry King in many movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and who else was there? It was Tanya Roberts, who was dead and then wasn't dead but actually did die. Oh, that's right. That was yeah. crazy. They reported her dead, and then the publicist was like, oh, no, no, I messed up. She's not dead. And then, like, the next day, he's like, oh, no, she's dead. Yeah. This time, she's dead. Then her husband actually went on record and said, no, she's not dead, although he hadn't seen her for a while. But apparently, she was dead. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, yeah, fucking all comes It was a mess. My mom was following it. She kept calling me up. She's like, she's not dead. Oh, wait, she is dead. <laughs> yeah, and then we had uh, Marion Ramsey, who played uh, 
Laverne Hooks in Police Academy. She died at the age of 73. Oh, my God. Hooks is dead? Yeah. I didn't even realise she was that old. Wow. Um, But also, Barbara Shelley, who was the British horror icon known as the Queen of Hammer for her works in the 50s and 60s Hammer horror movies, died on January 4th at the age of 88. um, She died from COVID. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. That's a shame. Yeah, Yeah, so there you go. Thanks for the good news. Wow, Shane. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's liven it up a little bit. Uh, I do have some other news going on. Um, A date has been confirmed for Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. I'm I'm so excited for that. (laughs) Yeah, it's... So it's uh, May 21st on Netflix. Nice. Netflix. Yep. At least I'll be able to watch it. I think there was also a date for um, Justice League, and I did not write that down. So, All right. But that's on HBO Max. That I know. That I'll be torrenting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not paying $20 a month for HBO Max. Oh, man. Now, there's a few good things on HBO Max I wanted to check out, but I'll definitely pay for it for that one month of Justice League. I think that'll be worth it. <laughs> no matter what, I'm excited. Um, but Army of the Dead should be interesting. Um, probably one of Zack Snyder's best movies, Dawn of the Dead, so I'd, I, I'm excited to see him come back to the zombie genre. He seems like a cool dude. Like I, I, I like a majority of his movies, so... Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, what else did I have on here? Oh, um, I had it highlighted and then I lost it again. Oh, uh, Edgar Wright is, uh, signed up to direct a remake of The Running Man. And my only question is, will it be like a remake of the, the, the book itself or will it be a Schwarzenegger remake? I heard it was supposed to be more towards the book. Yeah, see... The problem is that the Schwarzenegger movie is so fucking funny and over the top, and the book is is much more serious in tone, and, you know, it's not, like, goofy with the, the individual hunters by name. So, so I don't think that a book adaption is going to be nearly as entertaining as just watching the Schwarzenegger movie again. As long as they but keep a knows? scene in there where there's a muscle-bound guy who just throws a piece of extremely heavy steel like a girder Mm -hmm. like how they do in running man in the beginning like if they have that scene alone i'll like it that will that'll seal the deal for you yep what about the puns i'm i'm fine with schwarzenegger only giving some puns you know i (laughs) anybody else doing a pun it's like who you think you are Oh, that reminds me. I was just going to do the Sub-Zero line, but the trailer for Mortal Kombat came out. Yes. Shane, you watched this, right? I did. What do you think? I I think it looks 100% better than the Mortal Kombat movie that came out in 1995. How dare you? How dare I? I fucking (laughs) dare. (laughs) Yeah, but how is the soundtrack, okay? Because that's the only important part of Mortal Kombat 1995. Um, the soundtrack in 95 was fucking awesome because it had some of the best <laughs> techno, goth, industrial and metal stuff on there. I mean, that remix of Duke Joint Be- Jezebel by KMFDM was pretty fucking awesome. As was the typo negative track, which, which night, whose name I 
have forgotten. Um, but um, the trailer for this one, I mean, it looks brutal as fuck. And it looks like we could probably get away with watching it. Because, I mean, it was just in the trailer, you know, you have all the intro- character introductions and stuff like that, so you got all the characters in it, and then at the end of the trailer, you got the fatalities. And I was just like, oh, my God. I said, that looked pretty cool. I, is it weird or, like, lame that I literally got goosebumps when Sub-Zero froze the blood and stabbed the man with it? Oh, man, that was so that. That was awesome. That was... I don't know if that's in one of the video games, like if that's one of his moves, but if not, it absolutely should be because that's fucking great. I read somewhere that they kept Kano Australian because, oh my God, just because yes. he was Australian in the first movie. <laughs> and like he's well, just been I'm... Australian ever since. <laughs> yes, I was going to say in the in the more recent video games, I haven't played 12, but I'm pretty sure in like... Uh, no, oh no no not 12 11 i'm pretty sure in 9 and 10 he is also australian for no reason <laughs> i love it <laughs> now if they could just get the the line from mortal Kombat 4 where he, uh he's Jax is hanging somebody off a cliff and he's like no this is brutality he's like no this is a fatality he's like ah! <laughs> It does look oh, man. I will say, I was because I posted that on my social media. I saw someone had posted it and I was like, ooh, Mortal Kombat, let's give it a watch. Yeah. And I just sat there fucking slack jawed for, I was just like, holy fucking shit. And what I remember. The one thing that... I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant about one thing, and that's that apparently the, the main character, the guy they show in the trailer, is not in any of the games, and that makes me nervous. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't need I don't need another Resident Evil with you just throw some random person in and uh, try to build a movie around it. Yeah, I, I read that he was supposed to maybe turn into a different character like later down the line, like he becomes a different character. But I'm not up to my MK uh, trivia. But let's just say let's just say this. The scene where Sub-Zero rips Jack's arms off or crystallizes his arms and then pulls them off. That was awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. The whole trailer is, looks great. I just, I yeah. look yeah. so stupid and it looks so dumb, but <laughs> yes. I love it. Like it's gotta look that way. <laughs> right, right. I believe, Mike, this is also an HBO Max film. What? No, it's coming to theaters. Uh, I think it's also premiering on HBO Max. I'm gonna see it in a theater. But then most <laughs> coming out on fucking HBO Max, as well as theaters where theaters are open. Perfect. There you go. Oh, I just looked up today because I wanted to see if my movie theater near me is open. It it, it says closed permanently, Ooh. and I'm like, ah. <laughs> and luckily, we still have one. My AMC A list just started going again, so that's good. See, there are no theaters in England open. None of them. Mm. Wow. We're waiting on our esteemed Prime Minister, the royal cock servant, um, Boris Jockstrap, or Boris Johnson, to make it... <laughs> royal cock servant. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like... You remember that movie, Coming to America? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they got the girls that are cleaning Eddie Murphy's balls under the fucking... They're giving him a blowjob or something under the hot tub. 
Uh, that's the first thing that popped into my head, the royal cock servant. <laughs> I'll probably go missing after saying that. Someone, Someone's going to hear it and I will probably oh, hear it. I'm oh, speaking of that, Coming to America 2 or whatever it's called is coming out as well. Jesus, we're fucking hitting them all today. I'm glad theaters are slowly beginning to open. Like Val and I saw Emperor's New Groove a couple weeks back because our theater just reopened. <laughs> I was like, yeah, buddy. That's quite an old film, that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're showing a lot of older stuff, too, just to oh, keep right. the theaters going. Yeah. So. That's cool, actually. Oh, man. Well, some stuff that did not hit theaters, or maybe it did and we're just not seeing it. We got two, count them, two brand new movies for the podcast. I don't think we've ever done this, boys. One watched, one you guys watched, and one I watched. Well, I watched them both. Yeah, I didn't watch them both. I only watched <laughs> you might have been better. You wow. might have been better off for it. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm sorry. That burp that I just did it cleared me out. Like that was one of the best burps I've ever had. In my right, life. like you feel better, right? Awesome. Yeah, everything just came out of me. Like all the stress and anger. <laughs> Actually, I got something for you. I got something to read you guys. Oh no! So I got a, I got a message off someone on on Twitter earlier on today. It was quite funny. Because um, obviously I posted the photos of Ziggy, uh, um, and <laughs> I thought it was really funny because the comment I got afterwards after I posted it was I just couldn't help but laugh. Um, it was like Ziggy was gracious enough to let me take some pics this morning. How fucking gorgeous and handsome is my boy, right? Wayne Cross at Sky Blue Mad on Twitter. Basically replied, finally a face to the occasional meow we hear on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we have a listener. We've got a listener. Nice. I got a I got a note yes. from one of my buddies that said, "Hey man, congratulations on on doing a hundred episodes." He says, "I think I'm around number fifty or something. I guess I'll catch up someday." <laughs> like what? The oh, God, he's gonna be listening for the rest he's of his not. life. <laughs> I well, I, I grew up with him. I told him to skip them all. Just listen to the last one. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah, I finally caught up with it after a short hiatus from work, and I'm now waiting patiently for the next episode. Great show, even the farts and the yes. burps. Yeah, See, we're doing something mm. right. I got Miles to be so. nearly caught up. He did say his favorite part of any episode he's listened to so far is Fal's turkey call. The uh, <laughs> when it first happened, <laughs> got a lot of people off guard. Oh man, legend! All right, let's get to these fucking movies here. You guys want to start with uh, Willie or Wrong Turn? Whatever. Uh, you watched both of them, right, Mike? Yes. All right. Well, let's start off with Willie because I know Shane did not watch that one. No. Okay, we can start off with Willie. I have no opinions on this movie. Okay, Willie's Wonderland, 2021, directed by Kevin Lewis, written by G.O. Parsons, stars Nick Cage, um, who is amazing in everything, obviously, and uh, a personal man crush for me. And Beth... Oh, but did you watch that video I sent in the group chat? Oh, I did not. I didn't. Oh, man. <laughs> Was it important? So fucking this is funny regarding Nicolas Cage. I'll have to go back and watch it. Um, it also has uh, Beth Grant, 
uh, who was who was in Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko, Jesus Christ. She was in Donnie ah. Darko <laughs> and No Country for Old Men and Speed, which is funny. Um, and there's like there's some other people that maybe have been one or two other things, but I didn't really recognize any of them. What about the guy from uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Oh, that's true. That's true. The one, the guy that was in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was that mustache fake? Obviously, right? Which mustache? The, the one of the Tex Texas guy. Oh, Tex McAdoo. Yes. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It, it, look, the mustache looked terrible. Um. So. This movie, if you've seen a trailer for it, it is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. That's the plot. And if you tell me it's not Five Nights at Freddy's or that it was made trying to be the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, I will call you a liar because that's all it is. Uh, There's some minor story changes they put in, but from what I understand of that game, that's what's going on on here. And, um, yeah, uh, Nick Cage is in it. And he gives a Nick Cage performance, but he has zero lines in the film. Nick Cage is silent in the entire movie, basically. I don't I don't think he says one thing other than maybe an exclamation of like, yeah, or something at one point. Yeah, he's just like, ah! Oh. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, um, what do you think of the movie, Mike? I liked it. And I know I shouldn't have. But I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I only like Nicolas Cage in it. Um, everything everybody else was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I hated the the quote unquote kids in the movie. Oh, like God. they keep calling them kids, but they're obviously in like their mid twenties. Yes, and uh, like they're those they just needed some mediocre, some cliche young actors, and they ticked all the boxes. So they're in there. But I love Nicolas Cage in this, and he makes this movie worth watching just for the pinball dance alone (laughs) i like that they use animatronics um i like that a lot of uh i liked a lot of the um the makeup in it the effects so yeah it was it was a good movie it wasn't amazing by any means um but i enjoyed it i was a little more lukewarm on this one um nick cage (laughs) is the only reason to watch this movie uh like Everything else you can you can toss away with. I did like the props, the the animatronics, and the way everything looked inside this rundown Chuck E. Cheese place is excellent. All that looks phenomenal. Um, some stuff I wasn't really sold on. I did not like the Tinkerbell character. Like that didn't look like anything that would be in one of those places. It was just like a girl in tights and like a fake plastic head on. It didn't look like an animatronic figure. Um, the kills I thought were a little lackluster. Like there's not a lot of violence in this. I mean, well, the, the idea of violence is in it, but it's not like, it's not gory. It's not the, the effects that are in it are more, you know, the robots being taken apart and stuff, which is cool. But, um, it's not super gory. And I think a little bit more gore would have helped the movie, would have gotten like more of that splatter into it. And I think, you know, that that would just tie it together a little better. Um, the other thing that I would say, I don't really want to get into too many spoilers on it. Um, one thing that did bother me is the repetition of the movie. Like when Nick Cage is doing something and then a robot attack happens and he takes care of it and then goes and drinks a soda and plays pinball. How many times has that happened? Seven, eight? 
Yeah, every time he takes a break, he has this little energy pop. Like, that's that's a lot of repetition in the movie. And I understand every time he's going more and more Nick Cage as the movie goes on, you know, till his final one where he's playing the pinball and doing his pinball dance, which is fantastic. Um, one thing I will say, the, the music in this is great. They, uh, that, that song when he's doing his dance, I thought that was really good. I could have done without the ending song, though. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that when it came up, Mike. Freebird? Yeah. Like, out of the blue? Like, come on, man. Really? Like he Freebird? takes that, that that girl that's 30 years younger with him? <laughs> right. Is that going to be his new daughter or his new wife? I did not understand that. They didn't go there into details. There is nothing wrong. And it's, and it's Freebird. Well, here's the problem. If you do Freebird as an ending to a movie, it's so cliched. Like, after Rob Zombie oh, yeah. basically put that to death, you can never do it again after uh, The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. So, when they play it like that, you're like, oh, come on. Seriously? Um, I don't know. I, I was more... I, I gave this more like a 5 out of 10, Mike. I wasn't really completely sold on it. I gave it a it. 6. I think it's just because, like, he never reaches full Nicolas Cage. And I think forcing him to be silent... I mean, I know that's part of the character or whatever. But, like, he he's not allowed to go as insane as you would expect a Nick Cage to get. So, I thought he was with that pinball dance. I, thought, I was like, here it comes. And I was thinking about you, Ryan. I was like, he's going full Nicolas Cage <laughs> and Ryan's going to love it. And then he toned it down, like, way down. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it had potential. It could have gotten there. Um, see, oh, when it comes to Nicolas Cage, I really want to see this movie where he plays himself trying to get a role in a horror movie. That sounds good. Oh, he produced this, so. <laughs> <laughs> he's all, I think he's, like, nosediving in horror now. He just loves it. Yeah, well, good for him. I mean, it, it, the the last few that he's done, he's done have been excellent. I think this. I'm not going to call it a a bad movie, but I think it was a downturn from the 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 high quality he was at before. Oh yeah. Um, but that's just my opinion, anyway. I don't know. I would say if if you're looking for a Nick Cage movie, yes, you can watch this and enjoy it. You have a couple drinks or whatever. Uh, you know, maybe some illegal drugs or something. <laughs> And it would be entertaining, but it would be... Not that we advocate use of illegal drugs. Oh, no, I didn't say that. I said if you were, you would enjoy it. But if if you're looking for Nick Cage, you got to watch Mandy or The Color Out of Space. Like, that's it. That's Nick Cage. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, The other thing I wanted to mention on this is that I went to go, like, watch this movie. And from time to time, if I can't, like... You know, if we don't get a screener or whatever, I'll go and I'll rent it on Amazon because usually it's like five or six bucks to rent a movie on Amazon. This was 20 fucking dollars to rent a digital copy of this movie. That is insane. Like back when my movie theater was open, I could go to the movies on a Saturday afternoon for eight dollars. I'm not going to pay fucking 20 dollars to watch this movie, Amazon. Get your shit straightened out. And it's not just Amazon. It's like across the board. That's how much it is to rent. That's crazy. That's insane. So I, I had to go steal it. And then I got yelled at from fucking Comcast. For I stealing can't a movie. believe you got yelled at. Like, that's insane to me. I've been, I, I don't torrent movies as much as I used to. Like, maybe last year I did maybe two or three. Yeah. 
but I've never, I haven't had a letter in years, and I just started using a VPN last year. The last time I got one, Mike, was uh, Miles was living at my house, and he downloaded Game of Thrones, and I got an HBO letter saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that was the last time I got one. Uh, Which season was it? Oh, it was like season one. Death, like it was oh, old. Okay. We're talking, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago? Maybe more? Oh, okay. But, yeah, so... That's Mandy. Uh, I'd say, you know... That's Willy's Wonderland. Oh, yeah. Willy's Wonderland, not Mandy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I got Mandy written here like four times. So I'm like, watch Mandy, watch Mandy. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland. Eh, you know, it's not terrible, but there's better places to get your Nick Cage fix. I only gave it a six just for Nick Cage. Yes. Without Nick Cage, this would have been a two. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the uh, main actress in it. I thought she was... It looked like she was doing the best she could. But everyone else sucked. Even even the older woman who's in every other movie you've ever seen, Beth Grant. Right. Like, she she was even bad in it. Because, I don't know, maybe she just didn't care. <laughs> but Nicolas Cage is the only thing good in this. Uh, and there you have it. All right, boys, let's move on to Wrong Turn. And uh, we got this movie. This one we did receive a screener for. Uh, thanks to the fine people at Saban Entertainment which I only know of because of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah, I was <laughs> every time I every time I see that word I'm like, "Oh, it's Power Rangers." Uh, so yeah, full disclosure, they did send us this movie to review. Shane, what did you think of Wrong Turn? Right. All right, now I'm going to say off the bat this would have this could have done without the name Wrong Turn. Obviously, they've done this as a marketing ploy to get people to watch it because it's a wrong turn movie. And this is the seventh movie in the franchise. Um, and I have to say, I haven't watched any of them past number two. So although I did catch one of them on the horror channel not long ago, which was set in a, uh, set in a um, uh, mental hospital. I think that's four. Is it? Oh, not, <clears throat> that might've been the last one I watched then. But, um, yeah, this is completely different to what you would think of the Wrong Turn franchise. Um, it completely throws a curveball at you because, spoiler alert, there's no cannibals. <laughs> right into the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, there's no cannibals. So I was just like, huh? Well, there are. Well, yeah. There is, there is a cannibal scene. Oh, yeah, all right, fair enough. I'll give you that. But but it's not what you think. It's not what you think at all. Right. It really isn't. I mean, you've got a group of teenagers or young adults. No, they, Shane, they specifically said they were in their 20s. Oh, right. Which all I right. will buy. They're not, <laughs> they're not teenagers. Right, so you've got a group of young adults going for a hike, you know, going, you know, going to go through the Appalachian Trail, uh, you know, just to see what's going on. And one of the guys says, oh, there's a Confederate settlement nearby. Let's go find it. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Apart from the young girl who says, no, we shouldn't. We we have been told, you know, we can't. We have to stay off the, off the mountains, bloody bar, and all this kind of shit. So like a bunch of um, clever young adults that they are, 
they veer off the track where they eventually come across some weird looking dudes wearing um, what can only be described as um, goat head masks and like some weird outfit that looks like leaves attached to <laughs> looks like um, leaves yeah and um hilarity ensues basically hilarity. You know. yeah yeah but um you know it's where they come across a group of people that are part of something called the foundation which as the story progresses you find out that the foundation have been been there for hundreds of years and they were a group of settlers who basically moved out of the town made their home there because they were convinced that america would fall and they would be able to like rise up and take over um and i'm doing this is quite funny i'm doing this with hand gestures and you can't see and it's kind of bizarre but um they end up taking the group hostage for want of a better word and basically they are forced into doing various things for the foundation and then you know it's you know i don't want to give away the ending too much but we'll go into spoilers later oh all right fair enough well basically it's just um the things that they make these people do it's just fucking horrendous and i was i'm you know i got into the story i thought actually i'll be honest i liked it i liked the film but i think it would have been better off without the name wrong turn Hmm. that's my honest opinion i think it would have been so much better if they had an alternative title for it i mean they could have called it the foundation you know because looking at IMDb, apparently in other countries, it is known as Wrong Turn the Foundation. So, you know, it's one of these films where I personally think they should have left, they should have just abandoned the idea of calling it a wrong turn. Because in my opinion, it has nothing to do with the, that franchise. Yeah, so, well, it doesn't because it's a reboot. Right. Well, so the uh, what's interesting about this is that it actually went, into production like right after they finished wrong turn six they right and it's written by the guy who made the original wrong turn so i'm kind of wondering if like this guy's original wrong turn script was like more similar to this and then someone's like no 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 what if we do mutants and cannibals and they're like all right fine and that just got sort of morphed <laughs> into that mutant cannibal movie. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, as I was watching this, I was kind of thinking that knowing that this guy had also written the original, that he decided to go back and sort of remake, you know, almost the same movie, but completely change the antagonists, you know? Uh, he, had, I mean, he also wrote shit. Halloween 4, The Marine with John Cena, and the live-action Tekken movie. See that the ball. <laughs> 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 See, the thing is, right, now, I like this movie. I did like it because, I mean, I completely forgot that it was a wrong turn movie. Mm -hmm. And I I guess, in a sense, that's what I liked about it. Because you don't, I mean, the the name wrong turn doesn't actually crop up. There's no, like, opening credits as such. And it all happens at the end. 
you know, the name wrong turn comes up and you're like, oh, fucking hell, you know. And what I, what I liked about it, I actually thought that some of the characters were really likable. Um, some of the characters were abhorrent, especially those in the foundation. Um, some of the kills were okay. Um, you know, and the gore was good. I thought the gore was okay. Oh, yeah, excellent. Uh, it was really cool to see Matthew Modine. Because <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything since he was in Stranger Things Season 2. At uh, Season 1. Who was he in that? He's the... He's the doctor. Oh... So I thought it was really cool to see him in it because I clocked him straight away. I was like, fuck me, that's Matthew Modine. And, you know, I thought that was really cool because um, I can't remember. I mean, obviously, he's aged quite a bit. Oh, yeah. But I remember like in, like in loads of 80s movies and stuff like that. But I just thought it was really, really cool, um, you know, just seeing him in it, him playing the dad of one of the characters in the film. And I thought that was really cool. And I um, I thought it was really good how they, they like, they catered to the LGBT community, um, you know, and they obviously, they got that little storyline in there as well. Um, they had <laughs> booby traps, which were really cool. Um, the hunters, I thought, were hopeless. They were funny. It, more than anything but um yeah it was i just thought it was really really well done and you know it could have been i think it could have been more brutal in places um because to me this was kind of like it was almost like a more violent version of the village mm-hmm. that's what i thought yeah, I, I picked it up more like, um, sort of like a combination of, like, The Wicker Man and The Hills Have Eyes. Right. Like, it's just, like, cult that's off on their own, but they're also, like, psychopaths and kind of kind of crazy. Oh. I, I thought one part that was really good about it was they didn't, it wasn't just completely flat out, like, the foundation are evil, bad people, you know what I mean? Like, they sort of kept it a little vague as the movie went on. You, you, you mm. sort of floundered back and forth, like... Oh, what were were these people actually trying to help them, or was this all a misunderstanding? And you know, blah blah blah. Are, are these yeah. the bad guys, or is there a little bit of gray area and everything? And they sort of let the movie just, or the story rather, just sort of play out, and you pick up with it from you know, sort of what you put into it. Um, one thing I thought, Bill Sage, who plays the the main guy in the Foundation, I thought he was yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's in the pale door, the boy. Uh, we are what we are, which is an awesome movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, was it? I thought I recognized him. Yeah, yeah. He he steals the show, man. He did a great job in this. And you know, it's not to say that the the main girl was bad. She wasn't. She was good. In fact, when I watched this, all I could think about was the reckoning and how much more I like these characters than I did in that movie. And it sounds not just the shit on the reckoning, but like, I mean, compared to that turn, like you have this, this actress in this one 
And she's, you know, she's like a similar profile. Like it's like a beautiful young girl and she ends up just being completely like covered in shit and blood and fighting her way out. And you're like, yeah, that's what the other movie should have been. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. He, was, he was very, I got a really sinister vibe from him straight off. You know, I thought something's not right with this dude. Yeah. And in a sense, that was that was kind of a foreshadowing of what his character was like throughout the rest of the movie. Because he was, I'll be honest, I thought he was fucking evil. Oh, yeah. Some of the shit he was doing. I mean, all right, I'm going to go into spoilers here. It's like when they've got the four kids or the five kids, adult, young adults, um, and they're doing the courtroom, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing the court scene. And then it's like they work out that like one of the guys killed one of their own. He caved his skull in with the fucking lump of wood. And then he's got the kid laid out and he's strapped down. And it's like, and ah, oh, right, okay. So you hit him over the head. You caved his skull in, blah, blah, blah. And it was with this. And he pulls out the lump of wood. And then he proceeds to beat his fucking skull in. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> And he did it in front of all of them, so they saw it. And I thought that was brutal. What they, what he did with the other, with the that young Asian guy, I thought that was fucking brutal. Oh yeah, that was horrible. That's a horrible way to fucking like you are sentenced to silence. Okay, I'll just burn your eyes out and cut your tongue out. You know, it's like, what the fuck? So, you know, that was. It was very brutal. It was, um, well, I say it was very brutal. It was gory. You know, it had, I thought it had a good turn of the characters or the actors. I thought they did really well. The story was okay. And I personally gave it a six out of 10. Wow. Very, very conservative from you, Shane. Yeah. I actually like this more, you know, I'm a more, more around a seven. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I'd give it a seven as well. I um, so I'll share a few of my thoughts on it. Uh, I initially went into this and I was gonna hate on it. I was I was just thinking to myself, this is gonna suck balls. Um, but as it went on and on, I enjoyed it a lot more. I thought the acting was uh, really good for this type of movie. I liked every character. Yes. Uh, besides the one dickhead but i mean he's written as a dickhead so you know i thought it was funny that they're they're making this like they built this cast of um like stereotypes in the horror you know in the horror world you know you've got like the douchebag and his girlfriend that's always on instagram and you've got like the do-gooders and you've got like the two gay guys like you have to keep all that stuff in there and like they they put that in but they they made it a more serious tone where it wasn't just goofy splatter fest you know yeah no and there's uh there's really good gore in it from what i from what i seen there was you know that uh one instance with the log you know there's some cgi flicker than there but for the rest of the movie i mean there's you know good practical effects i was really you know i i really liked matthew modine in it they got tim desarn who's a great character actor who was in cabin in the woods as a hermit and he's like a basically a hermit in here and he's like a hermit in everything he's in um he was great in it i loved bill sage in it um i really liked the story 
And I really liked the story up until like the last 20 minutes. And then I didn't like the story. And then the final post credits or not post credits, but the credits start playing. And then I loved that scene. Yes. And I was like, okay, it's it redeemed <laughs> oh, me great. again. I'm like, this is great. So I, I, I would say this is the best wrong turn since two. Because I liked two more than one. Yes. So I, I, I would say that this is very much worth watching. And I, I wasn't expecting to say that. This really caught me off guard. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you I was... on this. I, I think I, I was a big fan of two. Wrong Turn 2 was like my favorite one because that is, it's goofy. It's over the top. It's got Henry Rollins. It's got like one-liners and nonsense. Like it's fun. This movie is not that at all. It's like just brutal and miserable and explores you know like uh socio-political references and stuff like it's like a serious movie but it's done very well and i can't believe that this was it's not a theatrical movie you know what i mean yeah actually according to the imdb this was also this was the first movie since the first one that was being released to theaters oh this was going to theaters yeah because oh. the original release date for this is 26, 26th of January of this year in the USA. And in the UK, it comes out on the 26th of February. Well, I could tell you that Saban Films is <clears throat> releasing this on-demand digital Blu-ray and DVD on February 23rd. Oh. Yeah? Cool. <laughs> At least that's in the okay, US. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll, I will say this. I'm actually going to buy this when it comes out. Yeah, I think I will as well. And listen yeah, to this. Yeah, I will too. So to rent Willy's Wonderland was $20. <laughs> to buy the wrong turn Blu-ray on Amazon is 16 oh, I think we're on to a winner there. <laughs> I'm just going to yeah. lay that out. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, th- no, I, I will say, I think the only thing that let me down a little bit with this movie was when it started off, when you get into the story of the Foundation, mm-hmm. I was like... Well, this just reminds me of the village, and I'm like, yeah, what are they? Do- are they basically forcing people? Are they kidnapping people and making them work for them? Are they, you know, are they actually like just taking people off the street? And then you get more into the story, and I thought that bit, uh, that whole scene when you, you know, when you see them being taken into the village or into the foundation's compound. I actually sat there and I thought to myself, I hope this doesn't get really boring and I hope it's not one of these films where you have to work to survive and all this kind of shit. But I actually found it really, really interesting as that story went on because it developed more and there were characters in there that got developed and, you know, you understood what was going on because for me, my initial reaction is that the foundation were there and, you know, they were basically just hiding away from civilization. That was my initial reaction. They were just hiding away from everybody, wanting to be left alone and leaving it at that. But then, obviously, you had the sinister aspects of it, which then kicked in, which, for me, made it far more interesting. Mm. And, you know, it just got so much better. And the story itself, I mean, you know, obviously, middling towards the middle, you know, when you get to the foundation, it's like, oh, what's going on with this? You know, this, it kind of, the interest kind of petered out a little bit for me, but it kept me 
intrigued and I wanted to see what was going on for the rest of the film. So one thing yeah, that, that I, I had as a detriment, and it, it's sort of right around where you're talking about, Shane, was that they yeah. they they started the movie over, like once you got to that middle point, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're you're back and you're with Matthew Modine or Ted Danson, as I like to put in my notes, because he <laughs> looks, he looks like fucking Ted Danson now with white right hair. <clears throat> and and the movie restarts. It's like okay, now there's a guy and he's in this town and he's learning about these people. Like you could have, it's almost like it could have been two movies in one. You could have had one movie where. Yeah. It's the teens, they go into the woods, they get kidnapped and blah, blah, blah. And then the end of the movie, they end up staying with them. And then the second movie would be, you know, Matthew Modine shows up and he's looking for his daughter. And then he goes into, he learns about it and goes into the woods. Like they sort of repeat the story kind of. And I thought that fucked up the pacing a little bit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You could have just put it like side by side, like while they do this, Matthew Modine is looking. Yeah, and that's a detriment I had because it did not need to be an hour and fifty minutes long. Yes, they like, could there's... have edited this absolutely, Mike. That's what I have on here is the editing. Like they could have re, they could have put some of those scenes in different locations and just made the movie flow a little better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah no, uh, what? Uh... Something I, I, I felt was a little weird, too, was that, uh, like, it didn't make... What I, I didn't like initially was how they made... What I, well, let me rephrase that. What I did like initially is that when they got to the foundation, it all seemed like a giant misunderstanding, and it seemed like our lead actors were in the right... Or in the wrong, rather, because yep. they thought that, you know, they killed person out of cold blood. I'm like, oh, sweet. But then you start the Matthew Modine starts talking to that one die, one guy who is going to track for him. And he's like, yeah, they shot me in the head with an arrow because they wanted me to get off their mountain. And then I was thinking to myself, well, I thought they were, the story was insinuating that these people just want to be left alone. And they were kind of innocent because they were going to bring that guy back down the mountain. Yeah, they right. saw that he was injured. So why would they be so hostile? Like I get it, but it just seemed like they were kind of, flip-flopping on what they wanted the foundation to be right i agree i i think i loved the um the gray area that they sort of built up and and i also didn't like that at one point before everything went to shit they were just like nope these are bad guys yeah but and then it, it made me laugh because like this is also another little spoiler was uh, it reminded me of that one south park episode where uh what was it in the before times and the the south park kids are saying that you know they're saying uh like the whole civilization fell apart and you know they kind of rebranded south park as like their own little uh futuristic habitat and the whole episode you're you're like man how long of a period happened and it's only been like a few days and that (laughs) and that reminded me of this because only a couple weeks went by six weeks yeah six weeks if if that like yeah, six weeks went by, and you know the the one other character I'm not gonna say is like set in his ways. Yeah. You know he's lasted 25 years normally, but like a, a month and a half, and he's fully <laughs> set in this new society. He's like, I can't, there's no there's no turning back for me now. I can't go back. And even when she was kind of being teased as you know uh, more that way, I'm like, what is going on here? I would in a heartbeat. You know, and they're they're giving like the day one they're giving him like beer and everything. It's not like he's under that much emotional stress to yeah, right. be traumatized. So I just kind of 
reminded me of that South Park episode. They were like, you mean in the before times? And it was like three days prior. <laughs> I just thought it was really funny when she shoots Matthew Modine and later on he just says, you shot me in the arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was good though, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to getting this on Blu-ray because, yeah, I, it's going to go nicely. Do you guys think this... You can't make a lot of sequels off of this, or if you do, it won't be good. I don't think that they're going to... They shouldn't make another sequel off of this. Because... I, I, I think the way this ended, I thought was brilliant. I love yeah, the ending, I mean, man. They could, they could, like, have maybe have a sequel kind of like The Descent 2 where, you know, she goes back to get revenge on everybody but she kind of did that already in the credit sequence yeah. so there's no really reason to go back yeah also um, but it this it is re- uh, uh, go, go ahead, ahead. Mike. sorry oh uh, it, it reinforces my theory that i liked every other wrong turn after two two came out and i really liked it three i hated four i liked five i hated <laughs> And then, like, six, I, I think I six I also hated. I gave it a two. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Mike, there's no way you liked six. <laughs> and then this came out, and I really liked this one, so, yeah. Yeah. I, wait, you liked five? Is what you said? I believe so. If, if I, I don't remember. That's I the just one with it. Doug Bradley. Yeah, I didn't mind that one. Oh, it's terrible. Ugh. I didn't mind it. <laughs> Uh, they they needed to reboot the series. You you can't keep making because here's the thing, if you actually watch the movies and pay attention to what happens in it, like the first one, there's the cannibals, right? The second one is like immediately after that, and they they a couple of the cannibals died in the first one, and the second one, some more died, and there's only left with two at the end of the second one. The third one, those two are killing people, and both those cannibals die at the end of the third, and the fourth, fifth, and sixth are all prequels. Yep. So you're better off just starting over. And that's why it didn't bug me too much uh, that there was no, you know, cannibal action. There was a little scene which kind of took me off guard. I was like, oh, okay. There's eyeless cannibals in here, and that's that's fine, I suppose, <laughs> because it's a it's a reboot, and it'd be kind of interesting to see, especially if it's the same filmmaker making a sequel. Because maybe he had he's had an idea in his mind for the longest time on how he would take a franchise, so that'd be kind of interesting. But I really hope they don't. I think this is going to do well, but I haven't seen a lot of buzz online, which is surprising. I've definitely yeah, seen I, I, more of Willy's Wonderland, which is a mistake. <laughs> I've seen people giving this giving Wrong Turn very mixed reviews. Some people are liking it, some people are hating it. And I think the reason they're hating it is because it's a reboot of an original movie. I was thinking Halloween 3 Syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it could be that. I've seen a, a couple people's comments saying that they didn't like how serious it took itself. But I thought it was, I thought it was better for it. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was like... Um, what was that one last year that we watched? Um... The hunt, only yeah. sort of like not reverse, but you know, the same kind of thing. Like it's like, oh no, it's these crazies living in the woods, hunting down the, these liberal twenty-somethings. <laughs> Wait a minute, is this the second time in podcast history where we've watched a movie and we all agreed and we liked it? 
Probably. Yeah, maybe. What was the first <laughs> like, time? Even Mike and I disagreed about Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? I mean, seriously, it's, I think. What was the first one? I can't remember. Oh, I remember new- us all watching a movie, and we all liked it, and I think we were all just as shocked at the end. Hang on, did we all like this movie? I don't know. So somebody mail in and tell us what movie we all liked. <laughs> one of yeah. our super fans. Yeah, right. I'm old and I can't remember. I mean, other than like A24 movies, which Mike and I both sweat. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation about The Witch to my buddy the other day because I was going over like the rankings I give movies and he's in a horror too. And he's like, you gave Witch a 10? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Go into this like rant and how I think it's a perfect movie and everything. And he just like didn't even say anything. (laughs) Oh, shit. There you go. It doesn't happen very often, but we all like to know movies. Yeah, and fellas, that's two podcasts this year, and we're already up to our third brand new movie. Yeah. Never has that happened. Never. And nobody's putting movies out nowadays. And it won't happen again. That's right. Oh, I, can't, <laughs> I can't wait for the next one. I've got so much shit already prepped. <laughs> It's going to hey, be awful. If any, if any big companies are listening in, send us movies. We can watch them. Particularly horror. We I, may see, I may see uh, Monster Hunter this week. Is that out? Playing. Yeah, it's on my AMC list. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's a horror movie or not, but I it's, heard pro- from it's probably going to be a horror movie, if you know what I mean. Oh. <laughs> now, I did hear from someone that that movie is awful, but whether that's true or not, I don't know. There's a movie called Fatale. Looks like a thriller with uh, Hillary Swank. So. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> and then my AMC crashed on my phone, so I don't know if that's a, a sign or not. No, I'm going to stick with my full moon movies. All right. I'm so <laughs> in-depth with it, Mike. You have no idea. I can't wait. I'm, I'm going to make Shane watch one. <clears throat> Pinocchio is releasing Pinocchio's Revenge <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not talking about that piece of shit <laughs> I'm talking about this probably other piece of shit yeah and does it have Roberto Benigni in it yeah no it doesn't yeah it does oh it says um, it says, yeah with Roberto Benigni yeah, what, what that movie came out in like 1998 oh maybe it's uh being re-released in theaters. This this whole little conversation about this has been a waste of time. <laughs> Roberto Benigni. Hang on a second. I gotta look at this up. Don't edit it. Don't edit it. <laughs> oh my god, you're right, Mike. There's another Pinocchio movie with him in it. Okay, look. He was in one in 2002 where he played Pinocchio. Now, he's in one where he plays Geppetto. So, so it is Pinocchio's Revenge. Oh my god. Listen, if you watch that 2002 Pinocchio with him, it's like a 40-year-old man trying to play a tiny little boy doll. It's tough to watch, man. It is. It's rough. I think that yeah, movie... But isn't, isn't the new one, like... I thought the new one was being made by Guillermo del Toro, unless it's one of those, like... Uh, 
those instances where someone makes a movie and then like 10 other people make that movie as well. Matteo Garone. Oh. That's what I got on here as a director. But I'm telling you, if you got to watch that Roberto Benigni Pinocchio where he plays the doll. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) I love Roberto Benigni. He's great, but man. Such a sign shifty. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was also in the worst Pink Panther movie. Son of the Pink Panther. (laughs) Well, that's it. That's it. We're going to end this on uh, on Roberto Benigni. <laughs> a solid hour and a half long episode? Not yeah, bad, quick not one. bad. Th- thank God. Oh, my God. The editing is going to be much better on this one. Also, <laughs> I had to turn my gain down because I had to listen to my nose whistle the entire last episode. <laughs> is that what that... I didn't know if that someone... I saw someone's comment. I didn't know if it was me or you or no, anybody I, else. I'm pretty sure it was me because I kept turning my own volume down and I'm like, oh my god. I'm just picking up my nose whistles. Maybe I should <laughs> trim my nose here. Or maybe you should blow the chunks out of your nostrils before you start recording. Never. I refuse. <sighs> I get some really good bugs now that I have to wear a mask. But what, they build up? Yeah, it's so relieving once you get them out. Oh, yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. Nothing Yo. like having a, having a good route. Yo, one, good thing, one good thing about 2020 is that I got some solid bugs now. <laughs> Excellent. And with that, I think we're going to end it. Uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks, boys, for joining us. Thanks, for everybody, for listening. If you want to reach the podcast, which you should, uh, you want to hit up our Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. Our Facebook group, all you need is blood. If you want to contact me, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tutelo. On Instagram, all you need Ryan. And I'm also on the uh, upcoming horrormovies.com message board and probably wherever else you can find stuff. I'm not on TikTok, so don't ask. Oh, I was going to ask. Why? Uh, um, I'm on the uh, all you need is blood podcast Instagram. Uh, I'm on the forum, the Facebook, and uh, my Pornhub link is in the description below. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to find one. So <laughs> <laughs> Pornhub Mike sitting there eating. Anything BBW. Will, will I get kicked off of SoundCloud if I put like a Pornhub link in a description? Probably. I don't know. You gotta think that some people are probably have like a Pornhub podcast, you know? Wow, I never thought about that. A porno podcast. Women, women and dudes getting dicked down. Oh my god, fellas, we just invented a new genre. <laughs> podcast porn. <laughs> we could have a we could have a porn uh, section on every episode. Oh my god, this is AMSR porn, isn't it? Probably. Mike, burp into the mic really sensually. (laughs) Alright, here it goes. (laughs) I'm taking a real deep breath. (laughs) I had to to mute myself a ton of times because I was burping throughout the episode, so I'm stretched out. Oh, fuck. Alright, Shane, where can we reach you other than Pornhub? (laughs) (laughs) Um... You can reach me on Twitter, Dead Cell Society. 
Um, you can reach me on Instagram, RoboGinge74. You can reach me on the Book of Farce um, in the podcast group. And that's about it. And Holy who, shit. Sorry. Who ever wants to remix Ryan's abortion of a theme tune for this podcast? Jesus. <laughs> Listen, if you look at the bottom of our description, there's literally, I put every episode, there's a thing that says the guy that wrote that music. Go, just you could find it. Just it's on wherever I downloaded the uh, uh, the thing from the royalty free music site that I got it from. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I do it in jest, but if anybody wants to remix it, drop us a line. You know, drop us a link. Just give it some kind of like thumping techno bass lines and like some heavy riffage, and see where you can take it from there. What if I just steal Adam Johnstone's music from uh, the um, frightfully forgotten show? I think he might be offended. But... <laughs> He's got <laughs> good music. Oh, all right, boys. Well, let's end this so I can go get something to eat because I have not eaten lunch yet and it's fucking three o'clock. Son of a bitch. <sighs> all right. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. What a mess. That was, that was a good podcast. That was, that was fun. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Shit. All right, and I gotta go see if there's food downstairs. Maybe I'll squeeze in some Bloodborne. Or I'll watch The Third Hobbit and be horribly disappointed. There you go. I got oh, all the fun. Lord of the Rings are playing in a, in a theater by me, so I may actually oh, seriously? watch those. Yeah. Extended? I think think i'm not a lord of the rings nerd i know i just watched uh i just saw unexpected journeys three hours i don't know if that's the extended one or not i think it is it's been it's been so long since i watched those like uh you know in their extended versions the last time i did it um i was having a bunch of friends up to my family's cabin up in vermont and uh I went up early one day to like get cleaned up and get everything set up and everything. And uh, I was like, Oh shit. I got up there and I got everything done in like an hour. And it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I go, all right, well I got nothing to do. And for Christmas that year, I had just gotten the Lord of the Rings box set extended. So I'm like, let's fucking pop it in. So I pop them in there and I'm sitting there and I had a case of harpoon winter warmers, which are like this really sweet Christmas beer. So I start drinking and I'm watching the Lord of the Rings and my friends show up. I don't know. How, I'm still on the first one at this point. Like it's towards the end of the first one and they come in and they're like, what are you doing? And it's like, whatever. <laughs> it's like one in the afternoon or something. And I've got a line of beers. I'm sitting in a chair right in front of the TV and there's a ring of beers going almost all the way around me. It's three quarters around me. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I, I point to the beers and I go, one ring to rule them all. <laughs> <laughs> I threw up spaghetti everywhere that night. Oh, <laughs> that's fun. That's pretty impressive.